Seven of pause in the key of Springfield. This is season six, episode eight. I'm, I'm looking forward to the point where you're just saying that once per episode. That's the thing I'm clinging yeah. to until we hit episode 16 of the season. Well, this is season six, episode eight. Yep, Lysiax on ice. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't add unnecessary ones. Yeah, you've got like a allowance, I think. Lisa on ice. And you know, and once you've overspent, you don't get to go into like backdraft on this. Backdraft? Now, backdraft? Yeah, there's a fire. Yeah. You gotta watch out for that backdraft. Fucking hell. Um, uh, wh- uh, Lisa on ice. Now that the Disney Corporation owns The Simpsons, you could call this one Simpsons on ice. No, wait. Disney, Disney on, on ice. ice. That's the joke. Yeah. Yeah. How'd I fuck that up? <laughs> Butts, grill friend. <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> yeah, and this one, uh, Lisa becomes addicted to meth, and uh, the whole family has to rally around. And oh, no. I've got to stop clicking these little. I've got these bottle caps, bottle caps on the table, and I keep clicking them like a fucking idiot. So I'm going to put them over uh, here. You, you put them over there. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad you've done that. Yeah. So Lisa is on meth. Um, yes. Uh, and because she's not sleeping much at night, she decides to become really good at uh, hockey, ice hockey. Ice hockey. So she puts all of her time into learning the sport mm-hmm. of ice hockey. Meth hockey. Meth hockey. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. What would that entail? Like, you play it in the street. You play it down an alley, I guess, most of the time. Yeah, mostly down an alley, I guess. Mostly played by bikers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fertile ground to, to make jokes about. Nick, have you ever tried meth? No. No? No. No, me neither. Wait, does this fall into one of the things of like, it's on your bucket list? <laughs> no, I don't want to try meth. Because oh, it was cocaine that's on your bucket list. Cocaine's definitely on my bucket list. Yeah. Like, before I die, I'd like to try cocaine once. I was at a party once, and I walked into a room. I looked around, and sort of like, jovially, a little drunk. I was dressed as Bob Belcher. I looked around, and I said, uh, Hey guys, what's happening in this room? And somebody turned to me and said, uh, uh, We're waiting for some bikers to come here and sell us some meth. I looked around and said, well, I'm in the wrong room. Have a good night, everyone. I walked back out. <laughs> good Lord. That is my one meth story. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I feel like I'd have a hard time getting meth if I wanted it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'd have the connections. Yeah. If you uh, if you know of a way of getting meth, don't contact no. us. Sa- yeah, I was about to say, Sam Lindsay, put your fucking phone down <laughs> right now. Sam, you've got too much to live for. Yeah. Don't go scouting out meth for us. Yeah. None of you out there should be on... I mean, if you if you have a math problem, that's you know that's not your fault necessarily. I mean, you know, a lot of societal pressure. You yeah. know, the world is bad. I I feel I feel mean to our other fans because I only ever reference Sam Lindsay. Yeah, the other two fans were annoyed. I'm sure the other two. <laughs> uh, so this episode opens with the Channel Six Action News, which I think is a nice little thing. Yes. But uh, the idea of a snowstorm with a death count of zero is a real, like, retro throwback at this point, I think. <laughs> oh, Lord. Especially um, when, you know, no one can afford to run their heater. Yeah. 
As I was telling you earlier, my heater stopped working and it's been very cold lately. Mm, and you have since died in the snowstorm that yeah. has hit our famously tropical climate town. Yes, and now I am the ghoul of James, calling <laughs> in for the original James. The ghost of James past. Mostly the same, except every now and then I go, that's really the only difference. To, uh, even then, though, not that different. You used to do that quite a bit. Yeah, if I do it more now, I Most, think. Mostly, though, when you I saw... I wave my hands around like Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. Mostly, you made that noise when you saw, like, a jacket that you liked. <laughs> Ooh, it's in my size. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not a lot of jackets fit now that I'm dead and a ghost or a ghoul. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Do ghosts wear clothes? Do do ghosts wear clothes? And I think, are they are they the spirits of dead clothes? I feel like a ghoul would, right? Because a ghoul isn't quite a ghost. Like they've got more corporeal form than a than a ghost. They do indeed have more corporeal form. Yeah. Yeah, like a ghoul is kind of like somewhere between a ghost and a zombie. I think. Yeah, that's how that's the Venn diagram of ghoul. <laughs> yeah, I I would say. Yeah. Um, whereas ghost is just. Um, no, they're just there. Yeah, just, a ghoul is more things. undefined. Like there's a ghoul is like a possibility space, you know? Like once something is classified as a ghoul, it could be all sorts of things. Are you saying that ghoul is a liminal state? I think it might be a liminal state. It's sort of between different forms, you know? Mm, between and betwixt, perhaps. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. Potentially betwixt. Mm. God, I'd like a Twix right now. Fuck, they were on special for a dollar at the shop that we just went to. We should have got... Why didn't Why didn't I buy all of the Twix? I don't know. I'm sure that temptation is there constantly. It is. Mm. Uh, every second week. And I feel like... Like, I'm not a huge fan in of, um, uh, you know, unnecessary nanny state regulation. But I do think it should be illegal and punishable by death to sell Twix for a dollar. Because that is an impossible thing to turn down and i can't eat as many twix as i want to james i have to i don't know develop some kind of willpower to stop myself from ruining my Uh, own life i don't see that happening anytime soon no especially not when it comes to twix yeah the best of all things yeah (sighs) twix would be nice though you could buy one and split it in two and then just like regret that you didn't buy two twix are right up there with mango in terms of when i'm eating them a Twix or a mango, I genuinely think, why do we eat other foods? Yeah. Like, they just don't seem viable anymore. Yeah. That happens if you buy into a really good apple as well. I find myself thinking, why am I not eating apples every day? Okay, what's your go-to apple variety? I'm a pink lady. Yeah, I'm a pink lady pink too. Pink lady man. Yeah, I'm a pink lady man. Yeah. yeah and then I yeah. like the pink apple lady. Pink lady apple. Huh? Um, yeah, I kind of feel like all the other... I When I was a kid, I was really into Granny Smith. Yeah. Which is interesting because it is um, tart. Yeah, it's a good baking apple. It is a good baking apple. They hold their shape quite well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was thinking the other day about like, um, you know, truth in advertising laws. Mm. It's time to stop calling the red delicious that. Yeah. Because it is one of those things. They could it, call it the red fine. I'd go further than that and call the red Often flowery, sometimes grainy, absolute piece of shit. Thank the you, PlayStation. PlayStation agrees. How about just the red apple? The red apple. Yeah. Oh, like the um, the the name for not New York. I don't know. Uh, what? That's the big apple. Mm. Well, this has been our Apple podcast, Core Concerns. And, uh, That's good. Yeah. That's very. I don't good. know if we have enough apple chatter to justify. Or apple butter, for that matter, to justify a full-on apple podcast. It's only a seedling at this stage. Mm. 
But we are a couple of Johnny Apple seeds. Yeah, I guess spreading so. Spreading our seed across the land. Is that what Johnny Appleseed is about? I think Johnny Appleseed was a guy that went around America planting apple trees. What about the anime Appleseed? I'm or not the familiar. the sequel uh, Appleseed X Machina. I'm not, uh, uh, I don't know if you're still talking about serious things that happened. I am. Good lord. <laughs> um, Johnny Appleseed GPS. What? Okay. What he like? He does uh, like GPS navigation. Okay, narration. The, we will get to um, the episode shortly. John really? John Chapman, better known as Johnny Appleseed, was an American pioneer nurseryman who introduced apple trees to large parts of Pennsylvania, Ontario, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, as well as the northern counties of present-day West Virginia. Is Appleseed a nickname, or were apples named after him? No, I think it was a nickname. Oh, okay. Um, he became an American legend while still alive due to his kind, generous ways, his leadership in conservation, and his symbolic importance he attributed to apples. That sentence is hyperlinked, so apple symbolism. Okay, this is just an article about... Um, <laughs> apple symbolism. It's an article about uh, the meaning of apples in art. Well, you know what I've... You know, it's the... Uh, I've always said it's Adam, Eve, and the serpent that invented original sin by giving Eve an apple, not Adam... Steve and the serpent then invented original sin by giving Steve an apple. God, <laughs> you did well to get through that. It's extremely good. Yeah. What what was it? An apple Newton? Uh, well, it did encourage. That's a call forward to this episode, James. Yeah, I understand. I was saying it was going to encourage oh. him to eat up Martha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they said beat up serpent, and it said eat up apple. So that was what happened in the Oof. in the garden of. Garden of Eden. I was going to say Garden of Gethsemane, but that's a different garden. Gethsemane is where um, uh, Judas betrays Jesus by pointing Jesus out to the Roman guards. To Pontius Pilate? To Pontius Pilate. It is where Jesus is absconded from. No, not absconded. That's the wrong word at all. Uh, It's it's where he's uh, uh, taken into custody. Okay. He couldn't just drive away on his wheels, couldn't which we established in the previous episode. Couldn't that he just drive had. away on his little wheels. Well, his wheels might have got bogged in the garden. Yeah, maybe. I that's, suppose so. I suppose so. Yeah, he ran over a serpent and had to stop to give him medical care. Oh, I wish, I wish, I didn't he was squish that fish. Son of Christ. Yes. Uh, so the Simpsons, uh, Lisa on, and I. Hang on, the Son of Christ. He was Christ, the Son of God. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Right. <laughs> God, well known medical. Aren't provider. they both Christ in their own way? I don't know. Uh, Does God count as a Christ figure? Uh, oh, good lord! No, I, uh, I uh, good. What yeah, good lord. Opportunity to say. Uh, no, I don't think. I don't know. Doesn't, okay. But doesn't Christ? Isn't Christ Greek for King Christos? It doesn't matter. Well, this has been a religious podcast. Uh, Potting on the hill. And, uh, yes, let's be the hill. To return to Pods in the Key of Springfield, our Simpsons specific podcast. Very good. So, when Lisa manages to get Bart outside by throwing what was the, the, name of the what, what was the name of the hill that the three crosses were on? <laughs> the name of the hill? Bible quiz time. <laughs> okay. Is this something you just happen to know offhand? Um, I'm going to double check. Um, hill on which. I'm going to say it was One Tree Hill. Christ. And that one tree was turned into three crosses. <laughs> That's very good. 
Yes. Oh. Huh. Yes, it was One Tree Hill. It was right across from Dawson's Creek. I don't want to wait for my Christ to be over. Uh, Calvary. Hill of Calvary. Oh, Calvary. Just like that Brendan Gleeson film. Also known as Golgotha. Golgotha. Which is sick. Is that the name of a Pokemon? Golgotha. Maybe. Possibly. Well, I guess we'll never know. Uh, so when Bart is summoned outside in his pajamas... A lot of kids assembled there to make fun of him. Yeah, how did they... Like a quantity of children. Second episode in a row that we've seen the kids get very organised at early morning en masse activities. Yeah, they're all just standing outside the Simpsons house. At least they call them up and encourage them. Hey, hey, hey everyone, I'm going to do a very low-level prank on my brother. And everyone went, well, this I gotta see. This I gotta see. This I gotta see. This I gotta see. Yeah. Yeah, and... uh, then Jimbo says, uh, I'm Jimbo. Uh, nice pajamas, Simpson. Did your mommy or your mother or something pick Ma- them out for you? I'm Martha. Jimbo. Martha. Yep. And Bart says, of course, who else would have? I'm Bart. Yep. Now, this episode very early on is assuming certain gender norms. Mm. His dad couldn't have possibly bought the pajamas. That's a good point. Must have been his mom. But can't even conceive of yeah. a universe Who in which someone... Who else would have? Who yeah. possibly could have? What other figure in his life could potentially go and buy pyjamas? I mean, I'm not sure that Homer has the ability to go buy pyjamas. I mean, was that just what it was like back then? In the 90s? Were men allowed to buy pyjamas in the 90s? Hmm. I know, I think there was an edict. Like, I was, um... There was a countrywide edict preventing yeah. it from happening. Yeah, I suppose so. I was watching something set in the 90s the other day with someone. I felt very old because there was something in there about, like, uh, somebody being, like, prosecuted or, like, somebody, you know, like, not uh, not being taken seriously by the police because they were gay. Oh. And one of the people I was watching with was like, yeah, it was a different time. I'm like, this is within our lifetimes. That was not long ago at all. Oh. Like, this shit is still happening, I mm. would say. I would say. Yeah. Isn't it depressing? Yeah, everything's depressing. To just think about things. Yeah. I listened back to that uh, Sideshow Bob Roberts episode we put out. That oh, is a depressing episode. We are in low spirits. That was depressing. Yeah. Uh, what else have I got here? Academic alerts being announced during an assembly seems mean. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. That's... The, whole, the whole process where the kids are alerting in advance that it looks like they might have their grades dropping in a topic. Mm. They don't even say, like, they're failing the topic necessarily. No. And honestly, failing an eight-year-old who tries out for two different teams outside of the school, that seems harsh. It does seem harsh. I mean, PE, you just get, like, a passing grade because you show up and, like, you don't throw up on the teacher, I think. Mm. I reckon even if you did throw up on the teacher, you'd probably still scrape by. Yeah, what if you, like, shit on the teacher? Depends. Hmm. On your throwing up, you get away with. I think shitting, you'd get in trouble. Pissing is like the midway point. But it depends on how deliberate it is. Pissing is like the goal of <laughs> this particular conversation. Pissing is a liminal activity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see. Um, no, but the thing, the thing is, with all of those, you're going to then, if it's being done as a prank, yeah, or even if you're just heavily embarrassed, you're going to run away. And as you run away, the PE teacher will be like. Oh, they're lifting their knees quite well as they run. <laughs> Look at the posture they're holding. Look at that sprint. Look at that sprint. Look at that sprint. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Look at that sprint. <laughs> 
You know when you take a shit on your PE teacher <laughs> and it really sticks. That's a joke just for us. Oh, we've, Go we've, to YouTube, type in Mikhail of Billy Connolly. We've, we've referred to that before. I it's think. a very good bit. Look at that bridge. <laughs> now Bart gets his academic alerts. Actually, before that, the... Uh, the me fail English, that's impossible oh. line. You had a very visceral reaction to the I'm infamous Ralph line. I'm so over it. It was, it was like 15 years ago. It was already overplayed and oversaid. Um, and now I just, I, I don't want to hear it It, it anymore. definitely feels like one of those lines that people have taken, like, like people treat that line as funnier than it actually is. Or like it's the seminal like... Uh, incorrect grammar line yeah it's not really like it's a pretty weak joke it's a pretty weak joke yeah like it's a throwaway thing within an episode it's like oh yeah it's fine yeah it's certainly a joke and it just feels like to me um like uh hey ralph you're bad at english here's a line that's grammatically poor yeah it's not a complex joke but also it's only just wrong yeah like it's not as wrong as it could be like, which, you compare that uh, to, like, the Embiggen joke in a few seasons, which is, like, oh, a perfect joke. Oh, cromulent. Yeah, it's a perfectly cromulent word. A joke so perfect that I didn't understand it until adulthood. I'm like, oh, cromulent's not a word. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is It is very good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just... Maybe I'm, me foul English, that's impossible, is, like, a line you find funny at, like, eight or nine years old, and thus holding your heart as funny without really examining it again forever. Maybe, because it probably is, you know... When I imagine when you're younger, there is an element of, I get why that's funny. Yeah. Um, and there'd be an element of almost pride in there. Of yeah, going, like I understand the full extent of this joke. Yes, the yeah. full extent. Yeah. There's no half extents. Yeah. It's the full extent. The full extent, Nick. Um, so, the yeah. The full Monty. But, uh, hmm, but I'm bored of, uh, bored of that line. Bored of that line. Uh, but... Gets so many academic alerts, like a huge stack of them. Makes me wonder, how many topics is Bart studying? Well, maybe that's a very good point, because it's entirely possible that Bart's not actually dim. Mm. He's just stretched too thin. Extraordinarily overworked, as the children seem to be in this show. As the children seem to be in the show, because we all, we've seen, you know, very solid evidence that Bart is, in fact, a smart man. Yeah, a genius. A genius. Mem saying Bart Rabbi Rabbi has memo. has memo, yeah. Yes. Um, but, um, and yeah, maybe his, you know, in the course of doing 50 topics, 50 subjects in his, what, third, fourth grade? What, what grade is Bart in? Fourth? Fourth. Which one is Bart? Repeat the fourth grade. Big shoes (laughs) to fill. Big fourth grade to repeat. He's like the little boy, isn't he? With his spiky hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the devil may care attitude? Yes. Some would say he's like uh, he's like this century's Dennis the Menace. Oh, I would have said he's more like PS3 game wet. <laughs> what that one with um, what's her face in it? Uh, what was her name? The actress is in that that game. I don't know, but I just remember that game by Tequila Softworks. I think <laughs> I just remember wet. I, it popped into my head. Eliza Dushku. I think she's in Wet. Oh, yeah, okay. This is a game that barely exists. <laughs> I know, it popped into my head the my other day. My life is so broken. I know exactly what game you're talking about. It popped into my head the other day because I, I did play it when it came out. And it's it like had a parkour like a, shooter. Yeah, and it had like a like a rockabilly soundtrack to it. Yeah, I played the demo of it. And it used to... I got to like the third level and it was like a Chinatown battle that I just could not beat. But 
it was it wasn't just a soundtrack that plays in the background. It was a soundtrack triggered to certain moments in the scene. And so, like, on the 10th time of trying to do this level, I was like, I don't want to hear this fucking song start again. And I was so furious. God. Anyway. It is distressing to me that I remember wet at all. Because to be clear, in my job as a game journalist, maybe you think, oh, you should know every game. But I have played and reviewed, like, over a thousand games in the last 12 years. Like, mm. I, it's crazy that I remember what wet is. Do you keep a master list of all the games you've reviewed? Nah, I forget a lot of them, I think. Oh. Like, sometimes I'll read an old issue of a magazine. I'm like, oh, did I review this? Yeah, so I don't remember that game at all. I feel like you should just have, like, a Google Docs document that has all of the games you've ever reviewed. Just to occasionally look back on. That would take me so much time to put together now. All right. Well, can you hire a personal assistant to do it? Uh, maybe. Just let me check my bank balance. Uh, no. No, I can't. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Don't know why I pulled my phone out for this bed. I didn't make any noise. Why does your bank balance contain a notation about whether or not you can... Oh, no, it's a... Oh, it's an available cash... And a cash flow thing. Yeah. Sorry, I thought your bank had a notation saying, James, you cannot hire an assistant today. <laughs> they do call me up occasionally to say, hey, James, seems just like, like you know, these are the things you can't afford. It seems like an overreach of their power to tell you who you can and cannot employ. <laughs> but in terms of... Uh, 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 fungible assets, if you will, mm. uh, then yes, I, I, I understand where they're coming from now. Yeah, my bank is constantly listening to me and they'll just call me up and like, James, don't buy that thing you're thinking about buying. So, speaking of don't buy that thing, yeah. 22 minutes into this recording, we've spent, I reckon, 45 seconds talking about this episode so now far. Now we're getting there, we're doing fine. This episode that I think is quite good. We've covered like six of my notes so far. Okay. I've crossed out two of mine and I haven't actually said either of them. <laughs> cool. Good. What were they? A blizzard of unseasonable warmth. Yep. Um, which, you know, global warming, the planet's fucked. Yes. And Apple Newton cops an odd drive-by. <laughs> and we kind of already mentioned the Apple Newton. Eat up Martha. Eat up Martha. Yeah. Wait, Nick, your mum's called Martha as well? No. No, mine neither. This isn't, this isn't Batman versus Soup's man. Dawn of just ass. Oh, oh uh, it got a little saucy there. The, I apologize a, to our fans. Um, there's a local burlesque group. There sure is. That does the Just Ass League, hmm. where they dress <laughs> as superheroes and then strip out of the costume. Oh yeah, the Just Ass League. Just Ass. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Just thought I thought, thought, thought I'd let you. Have know. you been to see them? No. Did you look at their butts? I mean, is yeah. it, do they only like? Is it just they bend over and show their ass, and that's the whole thing? It, it's just ass <laughs> with a bit of league. <laughs> I really love the gag of Lisa trying out for the volleyball team, and the volleyball hits her in the hair and deflates. Oh. And they tell them that it was the only ball they had, only one. Now, to me, Nick, that's a good joke. Oh, that is a good joke. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. About this comedy show that we've been watching. Um, I enjoy that the PE teacher inhaled her favourite whistle. Yes. Again, a good example of mm. a joke. A good example of a joke. In this comedy show. Hey, I was thinking, in, in this episode about Lisa not being good at sport, I thought, you know who else is not good at sport? Me. Me. Oh. Us. You. Us. We. Who's on first? <laughs> um, uh, what's first, exactly? Uh, it's, uh, uh, no, I can't. Well, you watch a lot of sport, whereas I don't. Even yeah. though I like watching sport, I just, like, I would never think to sit down and watch Yeah, I watch, a sport. I watch quite a bit, um, but I was a very 
uh, I wouldn't say I was uncoordinated as a child because I played guitar and drums. And I think especially with drums, you need a fair amount of coordination. Yeah. But you would I, only ever sprint after shitting on the teacher, though. That is true. Yeah. I was... Uh, gangly is probably the word I want. Gangly. I remember at one point in primary school, so I was probably, what, kind of 14 years old, I guess? 14? No, that's, that's not primary school. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would have been 10 or 11, I reckon. Yep. And I was running along in, like... A running race at some event at school. Yeah. And I honestly remember thinking, oh, this just doesn't feel right. <laughs> like, I was running and it felt like my legs just did not want to do what I was trying to make them do. Yeah. Uh, whereas now I can run fine. <laughs> I think I've just, I've, t- I took so long to be able to control my limbs in a meaningful way that I'm now too old to actually get any of the benefits of learning how to play a sport. I would say that fine would be a very generous characterization of my running. Mm. Like I, my thing is like every now and then I might go for a jog and I can walk like all day. I love going for a walk. I listen to like a bunch of podcasts, just go on a long walk. If I'm going on a jog, I'll get like 30 seconds in. It's not even like I can't do this. Like, I'm sick of this. This is boring. It is, it is weird. I am not it? like into this. It is very strange. Yeah, people talk about like the runner's high. Mm. That has happened to me exactly once in my life. All right. Like I was on like one run once about seven years ago. I'm like, this feels great. I'm really enjoying this particular run. Interesting. Boy, I guess this is how it's going to be from now on. Nope. Never <laughs> happened again. I guess this good feeling is yeah. permanent. <laughs> It's like, well, that exercise I did really paid off. Got to keep this up. I'm going to go home and not exercise again mm, <laughs> for about three months. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, what a time. Um, do you want to read some notes while I make a coffee? Because I would really like a coffee. Okay. Um, I kind of like my notes are actually fairly conversational. <laughs> so, okay, no, that's like, I'm going to say one more note. Then we just take a little break, maybe. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, sport, 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 sport. Sport, sport, sport. It's a weird thing. Homer just walking in, just saying sport. It's such a blatant, strange joke. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad I stuck around for this conversation. <laughs> um, it's just one of those examples where, like, this is a thing that I've always found very funny in the episode. When you're watching with pen and paper in hand, it's like, oh, this is actually, like, this is barely even a joke. It's just Homer saying sport a lot to yeah. show how important sport is to him. Yeah, it is. Is he talking about the Huey Lewis and the News album? I, don't, I wouldn't have thought so. It might be. I, no, I don't think he is. No? Uh, no. Um, no. What? <laughs> what? No, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's very crowbar. Like, we need to show that Homer's interested in sport. How do we do it? What about he just says sport heaps? Okay. On that basis, cheese, 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 cheese. You know how how crows are like one of the smarter birds? Do you think they have bars? Do they open little bars, little crow bars? I'd go drink from a crowbar. Would you? You drink from a crowbar? <laughs> probably some horrible... You just pick it up and <laughs> pour it. Because it's a tiny little bar. Um, I've always been a bigger fan of crow pubs myself. The atmosphere is a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, it's fair. Than crow bars. Crow clubs are fucked. <laughs> crow clubs? I don't want to go to a crow club. No. Too noisy. Ceilings are too low. <laughs> That's always been your problem. It's always been one of my problems. You just set the ceiling too low. Because I'm a big gangleman. Uh, let's take a break. All right. Really weird energy to the first half, and I was like, I need a coffee before we can finish it because yeah, that's fair. I don't 
do you want a second? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't bother with the milk steamer just because I hate having to clean this shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, which is why I was just get the milk in the microwave for a minute. Yeah. My milk seat is just as steady as it should be. Mm. I wonder how much the mic is picked up. I could just release this as a bonus episode. And it would probably be fine. Like, the milk seat would probably be fine if, after steaming the milk, I then just got, like, a mug of hot water and dunked that into it. But, mm. I don't do that. No, why would you? No, I think that was too long to leave it in. Yeah. There's like four people that might enjoy it. And cut it all out. <laughs> cut out everything so far. Cut out every... Yeah, actually, yeah. This is... <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, my next note is, oh God, the teeth. The, oh, oh, fuck. Milhouse's teeth getting knocked out. Yes. Yeah. Um, mine says the sound of Milhouse's mouth being annihilated is wild. <laughs> Is wild. Yeah. Um, we. It really does sound like his entire mouth being destroyed. Oh yeah. There's yeah. not. There's nothing left. When it's we... like a chunky crunch. <laughs> chunky crunch. Yeah. When we did the. Hey, what were your th- thoughts on the crunch? Uh, no, the chomp candy bar. Oh, I love the chomp. Yeah, the chomp's good. Yeah. Um, crunchy. I also enjoy, but not as much as the chomp. Yeah, I think Chomp is the king, because it's got yeah. a bit of um, caramel stuff there. I mean, like, Chomp and Curly Whirly are off in their own little, like, separate tier system, I think. Off in their own separate little joyland. Yeah, they're off with, like, the Caramella Koala and, like, the Big Freddo and everything. Like, that's a whole separate tier of chocolate to me. The Big Freddo. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't put the Chomp up against, like, a picnic. Like, to me, those are different tiers of bar. Yeah, okay, I think I see what you mean. Just like you wouldn't, like, compare the Cadbury Boost to, like, something from Hague's, like, some sort of, you know, premium chocolate. Sure. Mm. Weirdly, though, I think the the DNA of a chomp and a picnic is actually quite shared. It's just that picnic has the, the peanuts. It's bigger and it has nuts and it's less chewy. It is less chewy, mm. but I think that's proportionally that's due to the addition of nuts. Mm. Big fan of the picnic bar, as discussed on this podcast. Yeah, picnic's pretty good. Yeah. Um... Anyway, the, when we did the, the watch through, um, when we were both, you know, going through the troubles, um, yep. uh, the sound we use, the word we use most often to describe the sound effects was visceral. Yes. And this is an extremely visceral sound effect. It really just sounds like somebody stomping on a pair of dentures. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Like, you hear mm. that, like, harsh scattering of teeth. See, if we were a, a proper podcast, like Everything's Coming Up Simpsons, sure. we would edit in... The sound effect in question, so that people knew exactly what it is that we're talking about. Well, instead of doing that, would you let me just knock out some of your teeth right now? I think in the long run, that will be easier for both of us. Okay, uh, just let me get this big hammer. There's nothing heavy enough that I can lift. <laughs> It'll sound like I'm picking up a hammer. No. Maybe if you lift that up. And... Okay, you've got the hammer. Maybe it's better if you smack my teeth out. And and how precisely do you think we're going to fake this noise? <laughs> Well, I'm not saying we fake it at all. You just smack my teeth out. Ow, my teeth. Ow, my hand. 
Why do I think hitting my hand really hard was the best option? <laughs> We're sitting at a table. Oh god, I don't know. That didn't work. I guess in the um, in the foley booth, they must have just smacked out a child's teeth to get that noise. One can only imagine. Yeah, and that rattle you hear when you shake a spray can—that's a kid's tooth. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That they smacked out um, for this episode. And then... Oh, that really hurt my hand. And then um, Marge hangs on to Milhouse's teeth. Yeah. Bit weird. A little talisman. Maybe she's a serial killer. Maybe she's a serial killer. Now, here's my question, Nick. Here's the thing that I want to talk about. Here's, I have a note here that just says, Hockey is weird. Let's talk. Because, yeah, look, okay. you went to the hockey last night. I did. I, I have a bit of an aversion to hockey for reasons I won't get into. And... Uh, I also, like, even before that, my main take on hockey, or, like, one of the thoughts that sort of kept me away, oh, you've got your sister's dog on that yeah, mug. On, on the mug. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Uh, one, of my, one of my thoughts about hockey has always been the way, like, fighting seems to be just, like, a recognized part of the sport has always seemed very strange to me. I agree. I do think that was the, that was the I agree bell. Um, I do think... It's funny how early on I'm like, I gotta stop playing with these bottle caps. You just picked one up and have been playing with it ever since. <laughs> I disrespect the format. Um, no, uh, I think media representations of hockey make it look like the f- the fighting is a much more... By media representations, you mean Wayne Gretzky Hockey 98 or whatever yeah. that Nintendo 64 and, game um, was. And uh, the movie Slapshot. Yeah, and the and Nagano the, Winter Olympics. And the movie Goon. Yeah. Why, did the, why is the Nagano Winter Olympics copying a second mention? Why is that your hockey... <laughs> because I knew I'd get this exact reaction. <laughs> <laughs> it's so specific. As a pivot point for hockey. <laughs> Fuck. Well, you want me to talk about the Soichi Winter Olympics? As a matter of fact, yes, I do. No. Um, no, I focus on those 96 Nagano Olympics. Or oh, was it 98? 98. 98. 96 was the Atlanta Summer Olympics. Correct. Mm. The toilet, as we call it. Do we? Um, uh, that's a reference to Roy and HG. Oh, okay. Um, the dream. It doesn't matter. Um, so... The fighting, yes, it is part of hockey in a weird ritualistic way, but I've been to, in the Australian Ice Hockey League, mm. um, I've probably been to 15 of those games over the past few years. Yeah, um, I've only ever seen the gloves-off punching thing happen once, mm. and it was literally six weeks ago. Um, and whilst I do not understand the idea of why it is a built-in part of the game that you can just gloves off and punch someone it was nonetheless a fairly amazing spectacle (laughs) because the opposite i forget who we were playing but the opposition player was the one that threw down his gloves so he instantly gets a penalty for that because Mm. even though it is this weird protected part at least in the australian ice hockey league it seems to be an automatic penalty for it yeah and then the Adelaide guy threw down his gloves. They were both kind of sparring on the ice. And then the Adelaide guy knocked the Melbourne guy, I think it was, to the ground with one punch. Yeah. And everyone was just kind of like, fuck, Jesus, all right, all right, well, that's, that's the end of this. And it was a weird little moment. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. 
My impression, and I don't say this with absolute authority, but my impression is in countries where hockey is a bigger deal, it is a much bigger part of the sport. Like, it's a strategic thing. That is, you will yeah. have the Sean William Scott goon character on your team mm. who will uh, be in there as, like, an enforcer to yeah. beat the shit out of people. That is probably a very good point. And I imagine that because it is still... Although I think the sequel to Goon might have been called Last of the Enforcers, so I don't know. <laughs> Um, because it is a fairly, um, you know, amateur league, as in it's not their full-time job, it probably does make sense that they don't punch on 24-7. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's my only real... I mean, at this point in my life, that's my only real issue with hockey is yeah. that element and the fact that I probably can't go. But, it, you know, it's fine. It's neither here nor mm. there. I'll yeah. talk more about that off mic. i got some questions for you. But anyway... Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> sure. Um, cool. Um, my next note says, Peninsula Teeth, this episode is good. Yeah. I, um, I've got some stuff from earlier. Oh, okay. uh, the what? turtle hostage. Have I, have I done one of my patented skipper heads? Uh, the old Nick skipper head. I like the turtle hostage. I like that, uh, Homer is threatening to kill a turtle. To me, that's real comedy. When you threaten to hurt an animal. Homer in this episode is <laughs> difficult to deal with. Yeah, he's a lot in this one. Um, Especially, and I know I'm skipping ahead, but when Lisa plays her first game and Homer is openly laughing at the danger that Lisa is in, yep. that's very hard. Like, I can understand Bart laughing, because that's what animated siblings do. But Homer openly laughing at the fact that Lisa's terrified, that's hard. Yeah, Homer's a bit of a dick in this one. Bit the, of a dick. The, uh, also, Homer, when Lisa first becomes the goalkeeper, saying... Uh, that if the Bible's taught them anything, that women should stick to women's sports, like foxy boxing, oil wrestling, and such. Weirdly sexy things to tell your eight-year-old daughter to do. Yep, and views that still exist to this day. I mean, women's sport has become bigger in Australia. Like, we go to the women's football we do. when it's on. I, You know you know me, I'm not much of a football guy, but I yep. really enjoy the women's games because I'm just happy it's happening at all. And Absolutely. Like, the atmosphere is great, and honestly, I kind of prefer, like, the sort of slower, lower-scoring mm you know, version that sort of tends to play out. It also helps that the games are... Because men's football games, Australian rules football, go for an incredibly long time. Mm. Um, and it's funny that in uh, uh, at the end of the AFL women's season, at the start of the AFL men's season, my first reaction is always like, fuck, as if it's only halftime. This game is going for such a fucking long amount of time. Yeah. Um, and but, the finals had like a huge attendance this year and it was really lovely. That was like one of the most touching moments I've ever seen in a live sports match, mm. which was revolving as someone getting terribly injured, but still. Mm-hmm. But she's on her way back. Is she? Yep. Erin oh, Phillips is uh, doing her recovery over with the Dallas Wings and she's oh, doing she very well. expected to come back for next season. I believe that is the plan. Oh, that's lovely. I kind of thought that might be it, like yeah. it um, for her. Dallas Wings put up a fairly amazing video the other day of... Uh, so Dallas Wings are a basketball team. Sure. In the WNBA. Um, and Erin uh, Phillips kicked a basketball from half court and it went in. Mm. Which is that's, ridiculous. That's insane. <laughs> that's yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Erin Phillips, good. Women's sport, good. Yep. Anyone... So he, as someone who is a vocal proponent of women's sport, um, here is my advice. When someone... <laughs> Talks very. Sorry, I'm just laughing at the optics of that sentence. I know. I know you mean well. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. No. He, 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 here is my advice, not to potential athletes. Yep. That's not what I meant. Sure. Here is my advice to every person on the street: when you come across someone who is a vocal 
opponent of not only uh, uh, n not only the specifics of whatever sporting event they're talking about, but when they're a vocal opponent of the idea of women's sport, the people that say that there shouldn't be an Australian rules football national level competition, yep. just take a step back and wonder what the fuck is going on with that person's viewpoint and whether you want them in your life anymore. Yeah. Because I feel like... The people who spend a lot of time protesting about that kind of stuff, probably not very good people. Yeah. I'm finding, like, I have conversations with a lot of people who, like, don't watch the women's games yeah. and just assume they're bad as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, especially, like, they'll see the final score and, like, it's pathetic, it's terrible. Mm. You didn't watch it, you know? And, you know. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And it's just... And this is, like, the beginning of something. Like, women haven't had the opportunity to build this as a career. Yeah. So, of course, they're not going to be as high-scoring. Yeah, exactly. For the first, and, like, the games are shorter as well. Like, it's mm. it's just not going to be Too the same as, like... Fewer people These men field. who have, like, trained for this since they were, like, eight years old. It's yeah. a very different thing. Exactly. And one of my... Because a recurring trope mm. is... Oh, I'd rather go watch the under-15s play than watch these so-called professional women play. Well, fucking go and watch the children then, you I know. piece of shit. And my reaction You're to it... You're not going to do it. Yeah, but my reaction to it is always, cool, go. They'd love the support. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking but... Uh, I mean, that last game drew, what, like 33,000 people? Like, people are coming to these games. The grand final? Yeah. 53,000. 53. Well, that's even better because it was more than the population of Twin Peaks. If you remember back to that that's episode, right. James. Yes, we had uh, like uh, basically filled the entire stadium. Yes, and the expectation was about thirty thousand, wasn't it? Expectation was twenty-five to thirty. Fuck. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, good, good match. That second quarter. Oh. Good lord. Yeah, this must be the Simpsons podcast that talks the most about the women's AFL. I feel yeah, like we have that. It, it's that come distinction. up. It's come up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just lost the bottle cap accident. They flicked it away. Good towards you. My lower back hurts. Yeah, I think it's a symptom of the energy drink that we had before. Uh, it's just being in your thirties as well. Uh. uh now you know how sometimes like this. I assume this happens to you as well. Like you'll watch these older episodes and you'll see like a scene or a moment like you know you really like. And you find really funny, but there'll be like some small element of it you had forgotten, and that sets you off laughing at like that thing. It's like a little treasure for you. Yes. In this one, it's when Lisa is imagining the future when they discover she got an F in gym. That's very good. And they sent her to Monster Island. Because yes. I've always remembered in that case I sentenced you to Monster Island, but I'd forgotten that what the guy actually says is in that case, I sentence you to a lifetime of horror on Monster Island. <laughs> which is so much fun. That is good. It is such a severe escalation. Oh, that's very From funny. being president to a lifetime of horror, which is, as I understand it, what a lot of people in the US are experiencing under the current president. Ooh. I mean, the whole idea of uh, getting an F in the gym and then not being able to become president, being bad at sports... Or being a cunt, disqualifying you from being president. Imagine. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What if horror but real? What if horror but real, Nick? Uh, my next note is this. Homer's dialed up in this one. I feel like we've talked about that already. He's, I feel like we've he's, talked about he's and scatting all over the place. I've got a quiz for you. Okay. These are the three questions that Bob puts his hand up for. What is the capital of Spain? The capital of Spain? Why is that like Madrid? I guess so. <laughs> you didn't look up the answer beforehand. Well, to be honest, I thought you were going to take a little bit longer and maybe give me a chance to look up the answer. Capital. You had so much time. City. We just took a lengthy break. Spain is Madrid. Yep. Uh, square root of 36. Six. 
And who freed the slaves? Who freed the slaves? It was Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're a good. You're, you're a good year four student. Yeah, I've got a fourth grade education. <laughs> I mean, I have a master's degree I mean, in uh, square roots slavery. <laughs> And uh, whatever the first one was, Madrid, I guess. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we both uh, proudly said, oh, we've got a fourth grade education. We did have to check Madrid, though, so <laughs> not, not entirely sure. Uh, now, when when they go to the party, they're like, Apu's hosting a party for the team, and his team is there, they're all partying. Why is Bart at that party? Bart's not on that team. I assume he's just there out of, like, the, the convenience of... Dropping both kids off at the same event. But he's the only one not on that team at that party. I agree. It's a very awkward position for him to be in. It's just so he can have that conversation with Milhouse. I, I assume so, yes. Yeah. With little Milhouse, who'd learnt to talk quite well after the reconstructive surgery to his face. <laughs> yeah, he's really he's had a jaw reconstruction. They shoved those teeth back in there. They took the fromage and they just shoved them in. And then... Took the fromage. Yeah, they took the cheese. Omelet du fromage. Omelet oh. universe. Uh, now, when... Hey! What? <laughs> What's up? Sorry. <laughs> Just how quickly you said Omelette du fromage, Omelette universe. I was like, hang on, have you translated Omelette universe into French? And then I thought <laughs> no, about it... it's cheese omelette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I thought about it again and went, no, 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 I just said fromage and you said cheese. <laughs> like, I literally had all the building blocks right there and yet I thought you had translated Omelette universe into <laughs> French, a thing that I will now do. Okay. <laughs> now, after that great scene where Bart's raising his hand during school and he gets every answer wrong... Yes. We get the bullies beating up Bart... And it's just Nelson absolutely wailing on his face. Oh, just belting his face. Yeah, just smashing his fist repeatedly into Bart's fracturing skull. Mm. And it's, it's strange. Univers omelette. Univers omelette. Univers omelette. Univers omelette. Yeah, it's literally just like the same words, but without some of the letters. Okay. It's alarmingly close. Yes. Alarmingly. So we get Bart getting the shit beaten out of him, just like smashed. And then a few scenes later, Marge is playing basketball with him and just smashes the ball into his face. Do you think Bart has a fractured skull by the end of this episode? I have a feeling that um, uh, Bart is going to be in a lot of trouble. Mm. My friend James has a smelly face. (laughs) Why did you type that in? (laughs) Because I wanted to say something silly. Smelly face, you settled on? A smelly face. I didn't want to be too rude. I was reading something the other day about how they, like, in France, and this is about The Simpsons, this is relevant. please, this is a classy podcast. En Francais. En Francais. In France and in Quebec, where they also speak French, they have, like, different, different dubs. And, like, apparently people in French hate the Quebec dub, or people in Quebec hate the French dub. Hmm. But I've got this whole thing. And in season one, when Bart goes to France, and like part of the episode is that people are speaking French over there. Oh, and yeah. it's meant to be like at the end, like, you know, he doesn't understand French, but by the end he's like learnt it mm. and can, you know, speak it to the police officer mm. guy. I believe the way they did that, I might get this the wrong way around, but it's... Uh, I believe it is, like, through being... They changed the plot of the episode a bit so that being on the on the farm, like, they were speaking, like, Quebec French uh, on that farm. 
and, and then they started speaking when, French French. Well, when he speaks to the policeman, like he's absorbed like real French and is able to speak it to the French guy. Or it might be the other way around, which would make more sense, I suppose. Yeah. I forget which dub did this, but in one of them it's like, in the episode he goes to France, they have to make it so like, he learns the other form of French while he's over there. Sure, okay, gotcha. How very perplexing. Yeah. How many steps are involved in that dub? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Dub step. Oh, Oh, dub step. Dub step. Oh, well, after the drop, uh, but... No, I don't have a joke there. Let's just keep going. Cop- Let's just pretend I didn't say a thing. The TV show Cops gets thumbs down from me. Have you listened to that podcast, Running From Cops? Yes, I have. Great podcast. The thing I like about that podcast is that it fits very neatly into the echo chamber that is my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I already disliked Cops because I thought it was exploitative and terrible. Mm. This confirms for me that it's exploitative and terrible. Yeah, really good podcast. Really good well. podcast. Yeah, uh, better than ours, I would say. Yep, I yeah. reckon, as a matter of fact, uh, not only should you not listen to this and listen to that one instead, but you should do your best to uh, wipe ours completely from the record. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I'd say keep listening to us. If oh. anything, like tell your friends to listen to it as well. Maybe just set up a program that listens constantly to Pods of the Key Springfield so that we get the download numbers. No, I listen to it. I don't care if there is listening or not. Listen to our hearts because they're calling to you. Oh. Oh. What, like a, like like through a telephone? Yes. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. So the Simpsons. Can I talk about the Terry and Sherry um, skipping rope rhyme? Yes. Gin doesn't seem like a Grandpa Simpson drink. It feel. I guess Grandpa the nineties perception of gin is as an old man drink. Is it? I believe so. Interesting. I believe when I started drinking gin. There were people saying to me, isn't that an old man drink? Because I... You smell like old man drink. Um, This... I've always assumed that whiskey and brandy were the old man drinks. Yeah, I feel like that used to be the perception around gin. Right. Fascinating. Fascinating. I love gin. I'm all about gin. I mean, gin's had a real, like, resurgence in the last decade or so. It has. Yeah. It has. Which is a blessing. And I think a lot of that, especially in Australia, was helped by... There was a change in the law... decade or so ago that made it basically it made it easier for small distilleries to get licenses to get up and running it used to be the case that Mm. to get a license to brew and sell spirits Mm. um, or to distill and sell spirits that used to be a real runaround and that's why you've got so many boutique little gin distilleries now yeah i think also like a hot climate and the fact that the cheap gins are still pretty good like, yeah. Tanqueray is nice. Yeah. Bombay Sapphire is pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I used to think Bombay Sapphire was the best, and then I had some others and went, oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it's uh, others. Yeah. Um, my go-to accompaniment for gin, and uh, obviously if I'm having a particularly fancy gin, I will go with whatever those recommended botanicals, mm. uh, not botanicals, the... the um, yeah, botanicals, yeah, citrus, uh, whatever. What's, what's accoutrement. The, yeah, accoutrement. Adornment. Yeah. Um, addition. Garnishes. That's the word I want. I'll go with the recommended garnishes. But if it's just me settling down for a couple of gins, I like it with soda water. Mm. I don't want that tonic stuff. Too sweet for me. And I. That's insane, but go I on. I just want a variety of citrus. I want your lemons. I want your limes. I want your blood oranges. Just give me all the citrus. What I tend to do if I'm having it at home... I'm not getting too fancy. I buy a nice tonic water. I'll buy like a fever tree. Mm-hmm. Like pay a bit of extra money, get a nice, uh, 
get a nice tonic, and then this is like something I've been expecting to happen as a more prominent thing in like the world of drinking gin for a while, and hasn't quite happened. But I like to have no citrus. You just mm. have the gin and the tonic on ice, mm. and you just trust in the flavor of the gin, mm. and it works. Mm. I also like I like a nice fancy one with like maybe some grapefruit in there or like some yeah. dehydrated strawberry, yeah, or some cinnamon quite often, like a cinnamon stick, yeah, or you get like a stick of rose, uh, not rosemary, a stick of thyme is something I've had a lot. But some gins, you just have the gin, you have a nice tonic, you have ice, and you just like rely on the gin to carry the drink, and it, it's lovely. Yes, yeah, gin is good. You get like an Antipodes. I really like Antipodes. That might be my favorite of the Australian gins. Oh, what would my favorite of the Australian gins be? I like the 78 Pink a lot. I like a lot of other ones. There's a brand that I'm forgetting the name of that's really nice. I really like Four Pillars. I find Ink Gin really interesting. Ink is lovely. But I wouldn't say that it was my favorite. Um, It's got a lovely purple hue to it. It does a hue... Uh, there's a, um, I'm trying to think of the name of it. There's a blood orange gin by the, I think it's called the Canberra Distillery Company. Yeah. Based in Canberra. It's a distillery company, James. Um, that one's really nice. Can you distill it down to the basics? No, I haven't got the license. Ooh, okay. It's easier now than it would have been years ago. Yes. But it's nice. Well, this has been Pod's Gin, the Key of Springfield. customary to end every episode of pods gin the key of springfield with polite applause <laughs> as it should be for all podcasts we should all congratulate ourselves clap it out boys congratulations congratulate gins oh fuck <laughs> uh so the simpsons uh, hack the bone is a really like that line has really like survived beyond this episode i think the sims gins um yes yeah. Hack the bone. When is it Ralph loses his shin guard? Yes. Encouraging them to hack at Ralph's shin guard feels particularly harsh. Hack the bone as well. Yeah. But at this point, she's expecting you to cleave through the muscle. Ralph feels like a contact kid... With, contact with the bone, James. Mm. Ralph feels like a kid that the other kids would know to sort of leave alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hack Ralph's bones. That's impossible. Ooh, Nick. Bit spicy. Oh, sorry. I'll <laughs> dial that one back a bit. The bit where the kids are like, you know, I'm gonna, just going to punch the air, and if you get in the way, I'm going to kick the air. If you get in the way, it's your own <laughs> fault. I feel like this is the scene that has fueled the most tattoos out of any scene in The Simpsons history. That's a bold claim. I feel like a lot of people will get, like, matching tattoos, where one person's got Bart spinning his arms, one's got Lisa kicking. Do you... Or they'll get them on, like, se- opposite legs. I was going to say separate legs, but all legs are separate. Do you know this from experience, or are you just surmising that this is I the I feel case? like I've just seen that tattoo right. a lot. Like, I haven't done, like, an ethnographic study or anything. Fuck. Or, nor an anthropological one. Fuck. I'm not sure, nor, I'm, I'm not sure that I've seen any iterations of that tattoo. But it does seem like a thing that would probably happen. I feel like I've seen it pop up. It's like that, and, like, Mr. Sparkle is a big one as well. That's cute. A lot of people get Mr. Sparkle tattoos. Oh, can't you see I'm being disrespectful to clean skin? Yeah. Join me or die. Can you uh, do any less? Yes. I think that's how that goes. I think so. If I was going to get a Simpsons tattoo, what would I get? I frame it as me because I know you're not going to get one. Ever. Maybe you will. Oh, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe okay. you already have one. On what basis am I never getting a tattoo? It's I mean, just, no, just not a Simpsons one. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. That yeah. just doesn't feel like a thing you would do. You'd get, like, I don't know, Avenged Sevenfold or something across your chest. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> I just picked a band. I'm like, this is probably going to make Nick angry. <laughs> That's a wonderfully terrible band to choose. Yeah, I thought it would be a funny. I'm, uh, I'm not sure that I could even name an event Sevenfold song, so I, I can't wait to get them tattooed. I'll, I'll have to learn about more of them once I get them tattooed. You have to be really chest. careful. You have to wait until like the band is over before you get a tattoo. I think. Oh yeah, anyone There's just always the possibility. Anyone with a Lost Prophets tattoo is feeling pretty silly. I. What did they do? Uh, about probably about seven years ago now, the singer was. Charged with some 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 child sex. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. It's not great. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who've done some really bad shit. That people almost like Kevin Spacey's played a lot of roles in movies. Yeah, he was in American Beauty. I was thinking about American Beauty yesterday because I just read this article about because like, you were looking at a bag in the breeze. I'd read this article on like the AV Club about like the best movies of 1999, and like that's the movie that won Best Picture that year. And I was thinking, no wonder Kevin Spacey was so good at playing a guy who was, like, attracted to a teenager. It just came so naturally to him. Yeah. What a fucking cunt. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I can call Kevin Spacey a cunt. Sure. Yeah. We can add him to the list of approved cunts. Um, very good. Approved cunts, and then we're approved to call them cunts. Yes, very good. Uh, apologies if you don't like the word cunt, by the way. I use it very sparingly. Um, very good sign gag. Tonight... Championship hockey mm. tomorrow night. Entertain yourselves, damn it! <laughs> I feel like I have a hair on my tongue. Maybe. But anyway, then I just I pull out my tongue and there's a whole rabbit sitting on it. Ooh, a hair on my tongue. Yeah, it's a good trick. I mean, these days you don't really need to entertain yourself. <laughs> it's a good trick. There are just so many podcasts. So you, many podcasts. You just listen to our back catalogue. You can go and listen to that. Uh, the missing comic book, probably our best episode. Yeah. Yeah. I put so much work into that episode. Yeah, it was good. I think it's like our seventh most downloaded. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. What, what's number one? I assume it's where we did Deep Do Trouble and I spent 20 minutes talking in my professor voice. No, it's still the first episode. Oh, that's annoying. It's like that one and then like episode three or something. Oh. And then like episode 26 for some reason. And then possibly Do the Bartman. Like, people like that one. That's Maybe. I mean, they listened to it. I don't know if they liked it. It's weird. And there's like three, four. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, everything's probably fine. Uh, what else we got here? Why is Marge baking a pie at what is clearly bedtime? Lisa's on her way to bed. Weird time to be baking a pie. Who's going to be eating it? That's interesting. It's going to get cold. I mean, maybe it was a baker head. A baker head? Maybe she needed it for something the next day. Did she know that Homer was going to eat the whole thing? Did she not? Because you didn't end up using it for anything. Yeah. Presumably because Homer ate it. Yeah, Homer's a real jerk in this one. He's he just a real jerk in this one. Real jerk-ass Homer. And he eat, he hits his head very hard while going for that pie. He dents the canopy yeah. above the, the, the stove. Do you think Homer fractures his skull? I think there's a lot of fractured skulls in this episode. I think there's a lot of fractured skulls. We've got Milhouse, we've got, we've got the little Bart one. Yeah. And then we've got the little Homerman. Yeah. Yeah, there's something going on in this episode. Fractured skull. There's a whole bunch of shit happening. Uh, why is Wiggum also seemingly the warden of a prison? He lets all those prisoners out. He shouldn't have the power to do that. He absolutely shouldn't. And I also I don't... I mean, Snake is like a career criminal. He wouldn't just be in, like, the jail. He'd be in prison. Yeah. He's shown in prison several times. I also don't think that um, 
it's really explained why he's letting out all the prisoners. Oh, you got to go watch the hockey game. Fucking do they? Why? The weird oh. thing is, Snake actually does go to watch the hockey game as well. He follows through on like, a, what Wiggum asked him to do. That's a very good point. And also, Wiggum says, well, you know, my kid's playing in the hockey game. Does he want? Does he just want a bigger audience at the game? Or does he somehow think that Wiggum being um, otherwise occupied by attending the hockey game is going to render it impossible for him to also maintain his duties of being a prison guard because guess what your duties of being a prison guard are you keep the fucking gates locked and everything's sorted i mean does springfield penitentiary just not have a warden it might not have a warden is wigan pulling double duty here he might be pulling double duty chief of police and ward boy (laughs) ward boy uh here's another thing when we're talking about grandpa simpson reeking of another thing yeah okay reeking of gin he says hey that's obsession for men I recently, like, my cologne ran out. I had to go and buy new cologne. Sure. Just looking at the colognes. I ended up going with some sort of Calvin Klein one, but I, like, couldn't bring myself to get Obsession, mm. which is heavily discounted. And it seems like it's, it's too memeified now. Yeah, it's just like, this episode, I feel like, ruined that cologne. Uh. Yeah. It's just like, that's a joke. I went, like, with my girlfriend, and I'm like, I just, I don't think I can buy this one. No. She's like, oh, no, it smells pretty good. I'm like, I just, I can't do it, though. Yeah, I agree. It's Obsession for men. It's just not the cologne. You can wear anymore. No, it's not. You can't. Stop it. I still have six notes here, Nick. Actually, five. I've said one of them. It's okay. These are good notes, Nick. Okay. The Mo scene. What's going on with that Mo scene? I love this scene where Mo just comes into the house and is just traipsing around, bebopping and scatting all over the place. It feels like it was pulled from a different episode, and I like it a lot. Trying to get insider medical information on the kids that the gambling world doesn't know about. Yeah, he's trying to, like... He has gambling debts, and he's trying to do something about them, and it's... I don't know why this scene is in the episode, but I enjoy it so much. It's and a, I really a, like the harshness of Marge saying to him, you've caused it a real bad time. I hope you understand I can't pretend I like you right now. Yes, that's good. That's like a fucking like David Simon line or a Matthew Weiner line. Or a Paul Simon line. Yeah. Or an Art Garfunkel line. Yesterday, pretending to love you seemed so far away. Paul McCartney. Yeah. Said Paul Simon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> just, just, Just making sure. Didn't want you to accidentally get your Pauls confused. Paul Verhoeven, hello. Big shout out. 20 Pauls ago today. (laughs) Paul Verhoeven, host of uh, Loose Units. And also a friend of mine. Also a friend of yours. Yeah. Yep. Good bloke. There's some egg flip stuff happening during this hockey game. Oh, I'm not sure I've got the mental capacity to talk about egg flip, but let's give it a go. We've got Eddie and Lou sitting behind. Eddie and Lou. uh, Marge and Homer. Midge. But Eddie... Who I, I think Eddie's the white one, isn't he? Uh, you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. but he has a much fuller head of hair than usual. Much fuller. He looks a lot like a young Mister Burns. He's got the same overbite, same a, nose, but a it's... young Senor Burns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So it looks like him. It looks like Eddie, but he's got a much fuller head of hair. Mm. Whereas, like Monday Eddie, he's got like very thin hair, I believe. Thin. So we're watching this. And at one point during the scene, we see him again, and now the front of his hair has really thinned. Like his, uh, you know, it's really like pushed back. And it's very thin on the front, it's still fairly thick at the back. So the the stress of the game got to him so quickly that his hair shed? 
And then in a later scene, it's back to a full head of hair. It's but back! Regardless, this is still more hair at both points than Eddie has in the run of the series. Oh. So this is definitely some sort of Eddie that has become... Eddie has become unstuck in time in this episode. Unstuck I don't in know time. if it's just because Wiggum... Like, Wiggum doesn't notice because he's off mm. doing his thing for the whole episode. But his lieutenant has... Mm. Got something terribly awry with him. He's just like, he's aging backwards and forwards. I've got a theory on this. Yep. I think the police chief is pulling triple duties. Triple duties. I think that as well, in addition to being the chief of police, yep. in addition to being the warden at the local jail, mm. I think he also has a side hustle okay. in which he runs, uh, in which he makes and sells adhesive that you use to attach fake hair to your scalp. Okay. Wig gum. Ooh. And. <laughs> What we see is Eddie trying out the product by adding and removing the front facade of hair in his wig gum. Nick, I feel like I should shake your hand for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was something. We just shook hands. We literally just shook hands. Uh, I didn't. I was hoping that would get uh, picked up by Foley, but uh, fuck! What a the fact that you like held onto your cars there and just slowly built it up, you didn't start <laughs> laughing. That was like I got to appreciate the game of that. that was just <laughs> solid down the middle comedy. Ah, oh, good. I'm glad I managed to get through that bit. Yes. Uh, the ending of this episode, uh, very sweet, very nice. I feel like oh yeah. I don't know if the episode itself ends this ending, but I feel like the series kind of has earned this nice moment between Bart and Lisa at the end. That's an interesting way of looking we at it. We have these yeah. little like little flashbacks, and then they go and hug and go off. And I'm like this, this yeah. is working for me. This is very nice. It is interesting that um, uh, it is. There's a very strong parallel to the mini golf episode. Yeah, where it comes down to a final shot. The two participants go, actually, this doesn't matter. Mm. And then both times Homer screams about how they're both losers. Yeah. Homer has not seemed to familiarize himself with the idea of a draw no. several years later. The other strange thing about this is the audience like reacts very poorly to the tie. But if Bart had taken the shot and Lisa had stopped it, it would still be a tie. Yeah, and wouldn't it go to extra time in any event? I would think so. Like, and also, is this... Because something that was never... Like, wouldn't someone else just take the shot if Bart refused? But uh, That's a very good point, actually. And by that time, Lisa skated away from the goals. So, yeah. open fucking goals. I guess they had to send Milhouse back in. Oh, my God. To lose more teeth. Oh, my imagine. But um, I don't think they specified that this was the grand final. No, it's this is just, just a match between these two teams. Just a, just a match between these two teams. Why does anyone care? It's peewee hockey as well. Peewee hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Peewee's big hockey adventure. Yep. Mighty Ducks. Yep. Yeah. So in terms of the rankings here... Hey. I'm gonna, yes? Hey, do you want to do hey a Hey now, hockey... hey now, the dream is over. Do you want to do a hockey movie where a bunch of, like, nerds play hockey? And we call nerds. it The Mighty Dorks? The Mighty Dorks. Yeah. I know, Nick. That's a bit spicy for my taste. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay, where do I think this episode's going to go? You figure it out, then I'm going to guess. I think I might get this one wrong. It's getting tricky at this point. It is getting tricky at this point. Mm. Yeah, okay, I know where this is going. Okay, my feeling is you liked this episode quite a bit, but because the season's been very strong, it's going quite near the bottom. Whether or not it's above or below Lisa's rival is the tricky one. My gut says below. But, actually, now I'm going to retract that above. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> You're irritatingly good at this. See, I would put it below, 
but uh, I think you're putting it above. I am. So, for anyone keeping score at home, it's now Itchy and Scratchy Land, Bart of Darkness, Treehouse, Bart's Grill Friend, Lisa on Ice, Lisa's Rival, Sideshow Bob Roberts, and... The Clip Show. Clip, which looks like Chip, the way I've written it here. Chip Show. Chip Show. I'd love a Chip Show. Oh, man, imagine. Well, hang on. Let's... Because there's a few... This is how we'll end the episode. What is this? What are you doing? Nick has gotten up and he's walking away. I'm going to sip on my I'm coffee. From all the problems in his life. Namely me, at this point. You wanted the chip show? You've got yourself a chip show. Ooh. What I have here... chip folly. Is... Oh, wait. Why do these look so moist? Moist? Do chips always look that moist? These are very oily. What the fuck has happened with those chips? Tasty. Did something splash into them? They're still in vinegar. They're covered in vinegar. It's fine. You know, the vinegar tends not to be dry, uh, wet when they put it on chips. We'll see. This has been Pugs in the Cave Springfield. A chip-friendly podcast where we eat chips and talk about The Simpsons. The internet's leading chip show. You can find friendly. us on Facebook. I'm not comfortable by how moist these chips are. On Twitter. You can email us. You have ways of contacting us. This is the worst thing we've ever done. Stick around for some bonus content after the little song. Uh, Woozer, Wuzzle. Hack the Bone! Hack the Bone! Hack the Bone. Uh, how does Freebird go? Uh, don't actually know. I'm not sure I've ever heard that song. I only hear memes about that song. Okay. Memes? Um, Would you free. say memes? Uh, I don't know. Can you hear a meme? Is a meme oral or just visual? Visual um, and text. I guess there are oral memes. Like Catch Me Outside. Uh, Wilhelm Scream. Yep. I guess like radio is mostly oral memes these days, isn't it? I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of commercial radio. I don't listen to any radio. Because when I do hear it, it just infuriates me most of the time. I saw something the other day that was like... Some comment about how, uh, you know, this generation being so into podcasts is, you know, driving up feelings of isolation and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, yeah, coming from old people who used to listen to the radio all day. Like yeah, it's, and it's, now very isolated and weird. It's, it's no different other than podcasts are simply better than radio. Yeah, I mean, some of them. <laughs> Well, as a whole, well, actually, no, I don't know if I've heard enough podcasts to say whether as a whole it's better than... I've also not heard enough radio. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not properly qualified no, you don't to listen to. You don't listen to Whippy and the Gizzard? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Their drive time show? So, oh, we, want, uh, we want fat women to call us up so we can belittle them. Oh, no. I don't know. I oh. assume that's a show. Whippy? Whippy. Gizzard. Fuck. He's up. All right. Yeah, since the Gizzard fan Christ, though, he's been very different. And when I say he found Christ, I mean, like, he went in his basement one night and Christ was down there. Oh, no, he's a cross neck. Yeah, he's a cross neck. Yeah, I see. In that he is across all sorts of necks. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He's one of those, uh, he's one of those neckmen. Yes, neckmen. <clears throat> mm. Should we, we podcast about The Simpsons? 